Marion County Trail could be the best value in bourbon-themed travel in Kentucky. You'll experience one of the Kentucky Bourbon Trail's crown jewels, one of the Bourbon Trail Craft Tour's top-rated stops, and something you can't find anywhere else. Organized tours of a bourbon barrel manufacturing facility, all in one place. It's the Marion County Trail. Dine, shop, and stay all along the way. Explore world-famous Maker's Mark, a hot-ticket item on the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. Limestone Branch Distillery, home of world-famous Yellowstone Bourbon, and one of the top-rated stops on the Kentucky Bourbon Trail Craft Tour. Kentucky Cooperage, the sprawling plant where the thriving bourbon industry's barrels are hand-built and seared with fire for bourbon aging flavor. And Lebanon, home of wonderful dining opportunities from home-cooked to chef-driven. Unique shopping opportunities, nowhere else to be found murals for your selfies, and overnight accommodations that range from traditional to bed and breakfast to bourbon-themed. Go to visitlebanonky.com for more details. Lebanon Tourist and Convention Commission, 270-692-0021. It's the Bow Brothers for two shots on a barrel. We can't thank you enough for joining in and listening to our show today. We do want to remind you, go out there and give us a review. Isn't that important, j It's very important for us to grow and to uh, reach a larger audience. So please do it for us. We've got a cool thing out on Facebook. We've got a Facebook group you can join. You can uh, follow along with all kinds of crazy stuff that you put out there. <laughs> I, you know, that's just the way it is. It's fun. Yeah. It's good times. It's private. So uh, we, we don't share anything off that page. It's strictly right there on Two Shots on a Barrel family. Yeah, another cool thing we got, we have some fantastic sponsors we'll showcase throughout the show today, and we want to appreciate and uh, show our respect for all of those. And uh, for more information on that, you'll be able to catch the ad or go to our uh, Facebook page and check those out. There you go. All right, it's, uh, without further ado, Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. Boys ain't much for working. Two shots on a barrel, and they're talking about bourbon, talking about a few other things that they don't know. If you've got a question, no need to ask. They don't have a clue, so raise your glass. Take a sip with the Bold Brothers. Now it's on with the show. From the heart of Central Kentucky, the bourbon capital of the world. It's two shots on a barrel with your host. A couple of hot shots of their own, the Bow Brothers. Back in the studio once again here Marion at County Lebanon Trail Health could be the best and Fitness. What'd you do, boy? Uh, I have no idea. Well, was, thanks for... Uh, I have no idea. what That was like the ghost. The ghost of uh, Lebanon Health and no Fitness. I have no idea. Hey, yeah. man, we're back in the studio and uh, Jim's over there. Look, you've had one sip and you're already hitting the wrong buttons over there. Does That's that pretty... surprise? Does that no. really surprise no, no, you? It doesn't surprise me one bit. But you, you know what? I'm glad we're back. You got blamed uh, at uh, at a a group that we love out of Indiana for being the button pusher. Yes, yes, I was blamed, but it's you. Yeah, it's you. But you know what? Beautiful days are here. Uh, the weather's been awesome. Baseball's been uh, in full effect. And uh, I mean, how's it feel now that you? Have no child in the house playing a sport outside this time of year. How's it feel? It's weird. It, it, it? it feels odd. It feels really odd, to be honest with you. Right. Uh, it, it's I, I don't know what to think about. It. I mean, you know, Kay- Kaylee is is fin- she kind of got into volleyball, so she's finished up volleyball, and I was I was holding out hope that she would play softball, 
and, and that didn't happen. So now it's just it's just weird. That's weird, and and, and you're being taken advantage of because people know this now. Hey, Jim, how about umpiring? Since you don't have any kid anymore that needs special attention, it's funny. I umpired for years, for years, and but when I look back on it. I was like in my twenties. Yeah, you're old now. I was in my twenties. Now I'm fifty five, and I somehow get can get pulled back in wow. to. to I, I don't know what I'm thinking. I mean, I'm still I'm still reeling for my back uh, f- my back injury from like a month ago. Look, man, all I can say is you better be glad I got kicked out of the league, so y'all don't have to. You know, listen here. Be a part you, of that. You're still going to be in the stands. Oh, I'll be there heckling you. But. And, and if you're heckling me. <laughs> You won't be heckling long. Oh, come on, I have the upper hand on you. Look, I'm the champ of obviously getting kicked out of things, so, uh, you know, bring it on, big dog. Bring it on. But look, we are here with a very, very special guest. I can't believe we got him here because he's always on an airplane going somewhere. He's never in Lebanon anymore. You see him all the time. All the time. But now you got to special order his attention. I got to tell you, man, I I follow this guy, too. And he is rubbing elbows with with elites these days. Look, man, Jelly Roll. I mean, he's he's on first name. He calls him Jelly. They're, they're that they're that tight. First name basis. Yeah. I mean, goodness. I, I see this guy. He's he's, he's like he, he's at he's in Florida one moment. He's in California the next moment. Uh, Chiefs games. I mean, come on. He's just living it up. Let's welcome in our good buddy, Eric Lance. What's up, Eric? Thank you, gentlemen. How, How you, you doing, doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. I, that uh, All that airplane travel is a good formula for a long marriage. That's what that is. <laughs> just keeps you away a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Good stuff, man. So, you're... Uh, when I first met you, you were doing uh, a lot of... I'm, I'm going to say this wrong. Signage work. Anytime I needed any yeah. kind of... Uh, media-related stuff, you would always be there. Always help St. Augustine School with whatever they need. You're not doing that much anymore. Yeah, I uh, I think when we met, I was probably working at Synveo, which is a, a global manufacturer of printed products, whether it was envelopes or labels or cartons or print or whatever it may be. And, uh, yeah, I was in the office a whole lot more then. So I, we still do it. You know, I'm, I'm the CFO of the Morris Companies, uh, and we own a bunch of different stuff. We own a, a pet food packaging, so we still print and make bags for uh, pet food. We have a, a gambling company we own down in South America that's a peer-to-peer app. Nice. That's actually about to come to the United States under a little different version of the game that's legal in the U.S. versus <laughs> the one that's in South America. Uh, we have a, a, a logistics feed additive logistics company in arkansas and uh and we have a tequila company that <laughs> so hey and you know some of those are more fun than others so right. right so how do you keep track of all this stuff man? man it's it's uh not very well anymore um you guys are joking about 55 i'm 52 i'll be 53 this year and it, every year it just seems like it gets harder i mean that that to-do list that sits next to the computer is more important today than it's ever been i'm sure uh and there's no shortage of just stuff going on you know uh i was on corporate meetings all day yesterday and very little of it had to do with tequila really so it just uh, sort of adds to the to-do list so this tequila thing's taking over everything else in your life pretty much i mean it's uh it was one day you were doing the printing the next day it was like hey boma try this tequila i'm like whoa (laughs) 
Hell, where'd you get that? So uh, how how did this all happen? Yeah, so it's it's funny. Back in it was probably December of 2019. The owner of our company, Jim Bob Morris, and, and Jim's a former NFL player. He played for the Packers. He also played in the in the USFL for a couple of teams, and he's good friends with Chris Chelios, NHL Hall of Famer. And they were at one of their typical spots in Chicago, and I'm sure it was about two thirty or three o'clock in the morning. And they both looked at each other and said, "Hey." I think we can make a better tequila than what we're drinking. Mm. We all know how that gets at you know bravado at three o'clock in the oh, morning yeah. after a whole lot of drinks. So the next Monday, I get a phone call from Jim, and it literally went, "Hey Eric, hey man, we're going to start a tequila company." I said, "Yeah, no, we're not." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "No, no, really, we're going to start." I said Jim, really, we have so much going on in the other companies right now. I said, the monetary aspect, the time aspect. No, no, man. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. You just trust me. Trust me. And I'm like, I really don't think this is a good idea, Jim. <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm the accountant side was coming out, right? right? So another few weeks go by, and then all suddenly I'm on a phone call with some consultants he found in Chicago that are experts at bringing brands to market. And they happen to be experts in tequila. And within two more weeks, I'm getting told to be in Chicago because the guy's coming back with a whole box full of flavor profiles that we all have to try. Nice. So probably three times over the course, and this is all literally pre-COVID. I mean, we're literally right up to January, February of, of 2020, March even. Probably like the first week, I think, is when we had our last taste test for everyone there to get on board with what we wanted it to taste like. And we were really, you know absolutely wanted to make sure that we had smoothness. You know, tequila's tequila. Everybody right. wants a little bit of a bite, but too much of a bite's not a great thing, depending on your, your market that you're going after. So there was a group of us, of probably 10 or 12 of us, that met three times, finally all agreed on a flavor profile, and off we went. And next thing you know, it's everybody has to look at bottles and labels and designs and colors and, you know, all that stuff that people like me as an accountant don't usually have to go mess right. with. So, right. Well, tell them the name of the, the tequila. Yeah, so it's, it's El Bandito Yankee Tequila. So we get a lot of questions about El Bandito Yankee. And quite frankly, we ruffle a lot of feathers depending on where we are in the United States with the Yankee part. Right, true. Um, but there is a scene in the movie Butch Casting the Sundance Kid. And, and I haven't I haven't seen the movie in a long time, but... There's a scene where, where someone's get, an American's getting away, and the Peruvian guy or whoever it may be looks out at, in the distance and says, El Bandido, Yankee. <laughs> and that's literally how Chris and Jim that night, that's what they remembered in their 3 o'clock you know, <laughs> nice. session of what to call this. Well, that's pretty crazy, Jim. <laughs> Thanks. When we're out at 3 in the morning drinking, you know, it's not anything quite that good comes out of our mouths, is it? it like J Bo, that's all I get out of you at three in the morning. First of all, I haven't spent very many three o'clock in the morning times with few. you. We've had a few. I mean, that would be that would be uh, qualification number one. Yeah, yeah. And number two, um, yeah, I, you would be inoperable. So we would not have very no, many conversations we, about anything. We wouldn't get anything accomplished. I, I don't know many people who get that much no. accomplished at 3 in the morning at, at a bar. Look, I, I'm, I'm proud of them. I certainly wouldn't have, and I certainly would not have still been there. I have learned to be the master of the disappearing act <laughs> slip, when that, when that group out. is together of, of oh, i got to run to the restroom, and I just don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. All right, so I've already learned something, J-Bo. What's that? 
First of all, uh, I want to I want to back up here in a second and learn more about Eric Lands, um, and then lead into some of the other stuff. But I've already learned that El Bandito Yankee Tequila was a new part of an existing organization that you were a part of. Correct. And so what I remember of of Eric, I go back a few years ago when I had the opportunity to coach one Alexis Lance in, in softball. And I just remember Eric's, uh, it, number one, he was a real supportive parent. You know, sometimes you don't have supportive parents. And so the ones that are supportive – you're just really appreciative. And I remember Eric being always supportive. I also remember, though, there were a lot of times that you had to be out at work. Yes. And I wasn't sure exactly what work was. But now it all comes together. It all makes sense. So back to finding out a little more about, about Eric Lance. And I don't, I don't know this, but you're a Marion County boy now, but... You haven't always been a Marion no, County not boy. not a bit. I, uh, I was actually born in Midland, Michigan. Uh, my parents are Kentucky folk from Elizabethtown. My dad was on transfer with Dow Corning out of E-Town up to Midland, Michigan to headquarters when I was born. So I was a Michigan boy the first, call it, three to four years of my life before they moved back to Kentucky. Okay. And then I grew up in E-Town. Gotcha. And was there till you know, graduated high school in 89, Went to the University of Louisville. I'm a, I'm a proud Louisville grad. I can still say that regardless of what I watch on basketball <laughs> this season. I'm a proud Louisville grad in 1993, and I went straight into public accounting. I worked with Arthur Anderson, which at the time was one of the largest firms in the country before mm-hmm. that little Enron problem happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, And have done the accounting and, and CPA and all that kind of fun stuff my entire career. Obviously, you know, now, these days, more in the management and operational side of the accounting aspect, but still, you know, have to dig into to debits and credits every so often. Whoo! So, tell me how the Smart. how that connection with now now we're just going to call you a Marion County boy. How That's did all good? How yeah. did that call? How did that come about? Yeah. So, I met my wife in two thousand seven through mutual friends of ours. I have a lot of family, which a lot of people don't know here in Marion County, but. My uncle was the editor of the newspaper, worked at the newspaper for years with Charles Pearl, Charlie Pearl, who, who Charlesey, sure. oh. Charlesey, who runs the yep. pool. Absolutely. And Kevin and Kennedy and that whole crew, those are all my cousins. Okay. So my dad and their mom are brother and sister. Okay. So we had a lot of mutual friends, and I met Misty Gordon at the time and started dating, and, and you know, she let me know very early that regardless of where I was, this is where she would be. So, <laughs> so... I, uh, I ended up moving here in, what, 2008, 2009? Okay. And I've been here ever since. Sweet. And look, I, look, I tell people all the time, I was in E-Town today. I was down, my, fortunately, my father passed away back in December. And uh, I was down with my mom today just helping, you know, the stuff that you kind of got to keep going through and going yeah. through and going through sure. and helping out. And, and uh, man, I don't want to live in E-Town again. It is, it's crazy. The, the clerk line... <laughs> It was two and a half hours. Oh, goodness gracious. And I just kept looking at her like, can we just go to Marion County and do this, <laughs> right. please? Can we go somewhere else? It's but, growing so much there. But, man, I, uh, you know, other than the hour and five-minute 
drive I have every so often to hop on an airplane. I mean, I, I don't want to be anywhere else. I mean, being home is nice out with a little bit of land and see the stars and, and enjoy the, the air. And, you know, I see enough of all that other side. Oh, my goodness. Now, look, have you seen his two kids here lately? Have you? I mean, they're incredibly tall. Incredibly. So, it's been, so it, it, I, I see them on social media. Oh I, haven't, I haven't seen them. Haven't seen them in person in a while. I know Alexis. Uh, Alexis has uh, grown tremendously. Yes, yeah, she lets I, me know I've, about it every time she sees me. <laughs> I mean, you got to remember, I coach Alexis Gosh. like when she was maybe oh, yeah. like nine years old, right. and right. and and now she's. I mean, goodness gracious, Kaylee is now a senior, and so <laughs> how old is Alexis? Now? So Alexis is fifteen. Just turned fifteen in December, and uh, she's a freshman at Bethlehem wow. High School. And and you know, I remember. About a year ago, as club volleyball was finishing up, we were having a very healthy debate with Mike Shea, her coach, about whether she should play varsity. He was like, she's going to play varsity this year. And we're like, eh, if she's really not going to play that much, Mike, we'd rather her play. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't do her any good to sit on a bench and watch her. Right. He's like, no, no, I'm telling you, it's going to be all right. So we trusted him, and, you know, by the time we got to the end of her freshman season, she made all district on the varsity. Oh, level. yeah. And how tall so is she now? She's about 5'10". Uh, so yeah, to, to me looking at her, she's like seven one. I yeah, mean, yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking no, I get it. And, I get and it. How how tall is Noah? So Noah is thirteen. Just turned thirteen in August. Noah is about six two and a half. Yes, and wears a size fifteen yes. shoe. He's huge. So he Dang. Uh, he is a big boy. You grow on big. It's, it's he's all about man. Our our goal is within six months for that ball to be dunking over that rim. Yes. So he's he's doing everything he can to work on it. That's that's so that's so cool, dude. Is the sweetest kid you're ever going to meet as well. Now I can't say that about your daughter because she gives me hell every time I see her. Man, I'm telling you, but they, they both got she's a big old honorary streak in them. But <laughs> but look, at the end of the day, man, they're good kids. Right. I, I, so. I've known them since they were, it seems like since they were babies, but my goodness, they've always been super wonderful, polite kids. You should be proud. You should be proud. I'm glad they took after their daddy. And uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean yeah. that. I didn't mean no, that. Sure. I, uh, uh, you are going to be in trouble. Yeah, they, get, uh, they, they, you know, uh, they get a lot of stuff from both of us. I mean, to be fair to my wife, you know, I've traveled a lot of my career. Right. So she's really done a large majority of the running, right? The taking care of, the homework, the whatever else. I you mean, that's a you, lot. You know where the sweetness comes from is grandma. Yeah, grandma well, on both sides. Both sides, honestly, yeah. both sides. I think they they both got an honorary set of grandfathers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's uh, where they get uh, it. And uh, and I can say this story now, and I and I've told my mom, so it's not. But you know, when when my dad was was in the hospital, and 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 we knew it wasn't going to be a good outcome, and everybody was really upset. You know, you can always leave it to kids to come up to kind of know the situation, right? right? You know, what do they say, yeah. out of the mouth of babes? Yeah. And and my Alexis looked at me one night. She goes, "You know, Daddy, I think God just wanted me me to have a little bit of peace." <laughs> for a little while that sounds like you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. And, and look i love my dad to death but he he was he was definitely you know could be a little bit of a handful and uh as i said love him to death but it's just so funny that that they sort of see right. that you know what yeah. i mean and, yeah. and so yeah. but uh no look man my my wife's done a done an awesome job and, she's a sweet lady and they uh no matter what we do at home and how much sometimes we want to strangle both of them 
as long as they're polite and respectful in public and doing what they're supposed to be doing outside of the house, then I think we've done all right. They so. are, man. Jim, she walks up to me and just puts her arm on my head. She just rests. <laughs> rest. I mean, that, that's what she does to me every I time. like it. I yeah. like it a lot. See, we, we, need, we need her around a little more often. Oh, my goodness. She's, she's a mess. But I love her. She's it, a good girl. It would balance out uh, Sabo and how... how <laughs> Treats you. Treats me. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we'll, we'll find... We'll find. So transitioning back to to business, uh, how did you get started with 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 this company? Uh, you know, literally a, a recruiter called me in 2018. I was doing a bunch of consulting work and really loving life. Honestly, I kind of had my own schedule and and uh, got called by a recruiter and he was trying to explain to me what what this job was and it was based in Illinois. And I said, "Stop right there! I'm not going to Illinois." What do you mean? I said, look, my wife does not know the compass points north. So it does, <laughs> it is, that is not going to happen any place. And he's like, okay, well, maybe we'll revisit. And I just didn't even think twice about it. And I was down at Hilton Head and uh, got a call from him again. He's like, you know, they've changed their mind. They don't really care where someone lives. They really want to talk to you. I don't know. Another three or four weeks went by. I talked to the COO, and, and I literally talked to Jim Bob. It's hilarious. He tells his story like every important meeting we're in. He starts talking about it. He's like, I knew I was going to hire him in 37 seconds. 37 <laughs> seconds, I knew I was going to hire him. I'm like, Jim, I don't think we were even on the phone 37 seconds. He said, you <laughs> called me. We talked for 10 seconds, and you literally said, hey, man, I'm getting on my jet. I'll just have to call you later. I'm like, well, you called me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> so anyway, uh, like a week later, he calls me and said, I heard, uh, I heard you're having some reservations about taking the job. I said, well, it's really funny because you haven't offered me one yet. <laughs> but if you want to offer me one, then I'll start to have those reservations right. and have that conversation about it. But literally, when I joined it, we, we did one thing. or Well, I shouldn't say that. We, we did one major thing that I was involved in, and that's packaging. So we've got 17 of the top 25 pet food companies in the country use our bags. So we don't make dog food. We don't fill the bags, but we make the bags. Cool. Five pound, twenty-five pound, forty pound, fifty pound. If you go to, if you go here up here to uh, Tractor Supply, or you go to Norby's and you see any of Diamond Naturals, or those are all our bags. Okay. Costco, Sam's. I could go down a whole list of Victor, Mid America Pet Foods. We make those, so we print them in Minnesota. You, you order these big rolls of film, and you print on the film, and you laminate it, and we send it down to a plant in Missouri, which is where I'm going tomorrow. And we make it into a bag. Wow. Literally, they load them with a crane onto the end of a converting line, and you sit there and watch it form into a bag. And by the time it comes off the end of the line, it's ready to be filled. Wow. wow. So it's, it's pretty that. cool. That's pretty cool, man. You're in everything. Uh, look, it's, 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 it's a cool business, and, it, and it's a good business, and that's, you know, the folks on those production floors. Now, we are food-grade plants. So, I mean, you can go eat off the floor of these places. Okay. So, I mean, these are not what I call traditional – you're going to go out there and, you know, dirty yourself up manufacturing. Don't get me wrong. The folks work really hard, and, and they got a lot of sweat, but those plants are very clean. Very clean. So so you mentioned that. What what else is involved in the company? Yeah, so we've got that. In Arkansas, We he's a, he's a two-thirds owner of a company called Heartland Supply. And literally what we do is, is, is the major protein processors in the country. So think Cargill, Tyson, JBS, Simmons, all the people that you go to the, the store and your chicken, beef, whoever's buying. They've got a lot of mineral, additive, liquid, whatever it may be that goes into our stuff. Okay? 
believe it or not, they don't traditionally like to hold that stuff. They rely on outsource value-add logistics companies to do it. So that's literally what we do. We buy their ingredients on their contract price. We store it in our warehouse. And when they want it, we mark it up by an agreed-upon contract percentage, and we ship it to them. Wow. So, I mean, it's a, it's a very, very large revenue-based company, low margin, because it is what it is, but it only takes 10 people to run it, too. Wow. So it's a, it's a very interesting model. That, that is that is that is extremely so is so uh, leading up to El Bandito Yankee Tequila was was Jim Bob the pretty much the guy of the company, and he, then it was this three o'clock in the morning deal that led to the the tequila and Chris uh, Chelios coming on board. Right. Yes. It, yes. Yes. Jim is. Jim is. Uh, we actually operate. I think, and I've lost track. I think we have eighteen LLCs oh, that we manage gosh. out of our headquarters office. We have the packaging. We have the the feed additive. We have the gambling. We have the tequila. And then we have a bunch. We, he is a huge farm network. He owns a lot of farm properties. We have an airplane. We have other property. We have. We own a Sonic restaurant. <laughs> up in Bloomington, Illinois, which, by the way, is horrible to own one restaurant, just <laughs> I'm FYI, sure. I'm sure. <laughs> in Illinois, that's an outdoor restaurant. Oh, oh but, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so uh, he is the guy. I mean, these were all his ideas and creations. He's done a bunch of other stuff, too. I mean, he's owned, like, arena football teams and, and semi-pro basketball teams, and he's just – that's just him. I mean, so I, I, I got to tell you, there – you could you could pay money to listen to a Jim Bob story, especially after a couple of drinks of a night with Jim Bob. Okay, right. we ought to, we ought to have a, a night with Jim Bob right for sale. It. But he played. He grew up in Virgil, Kansas, population sixty seven. Both of his parents died before he was fifteen. Oh wow! One of illness, one of a car accident. He was raised by aunts and uncles and friends. Okay, he went to Coffeyville Junior College. And was was an all American in basketball and football. Guess who he played basketball with? And, and this but was where what? Coffeyville Junior College in Kansas. Kansas. He was teammates with Buster Douglas. Wow. No, that's yes. cool. And so we get to every year hear the story about how Jim Bob knocked Buster Douglas out in the showers. And I won't go through the whole rest of the TMI of that conversation. You can imagine of what it goes. Oh, goes, man. You don't believe me, man. Call Buster. Call Buster. We'll call him right now. He'll tell you. I knocked him out. <laughs> that is so, that's awesome. But Jim went on to play at Kansas State, was, uh, was a, a defensive back. And literally, you know, he tried out a little bit in the NFL. He was on the Chiefs practice team. He was on some others. And it didn't really work out well. He went to the USFL and played, uh, I think uh, – San Antonio Gunslingers. I think he played in Memphis and New Orleans. And then he stopped. He was literally in commercial real estate. And the scab year, which I believe was 87, I want to say, that's how he got in the NFL. He got called by Forrest Gregg and said, hey, man, I need you. I need you to come play as a scab player. So he went to the Packers. Yeah. And made the team. I don't think Jim played a ton. I mean, he played a lot of special teams. He did play spot spot scenarios for a couple seasons. But he was, I believe, only one of two players that got asked back and made the roster the next year 
when the real guys were all back. Wow. So he made it two or three years with the Packers, and then he hung it up. As he joked, he goes, man, he goes, I've made way more money in commercial real estate than I made to go to the NFL. Like, I, I left a lot of money on the table to go live that dream right. back in the day because the pay scale was way different right. in the mid-70s. Sure. But, uh, look, Jim is, a, Jim is a great guy. He has a heart of gold, will do anything for anybody, and does a ton of stuff behind the scenes that, that nobody even sees uh, uh, what goes on. So very, uh, very happy that, that I've had the opportunity to work with him. And even when I think he's got a harebrained idea at <laughs> 3 o'clock in the morning about, hey, let's have a tequila company. Well, why not? <laughs> As if that's just an easy thing to whip out real fast. Right. Yeah. So, so, yeah. I, uh, so okay, this conversation, this this uh, uh, partnership between between Jim and Chris, and th- this just happened within what the last two or three years. Yeah, I mean, it, you, so essentially, you're looking at a whirlwind process, uh, and by all accounts, uh, you guys are killing it. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, better. For better or worse, in direct words of people in the market, man, you guys look like you're doing great. <laughs> right. You know, you guys are. You guys look like a huge tequila company, which is part of the goal. Um, case sales have been fine. I call them mediocre, but growing. Mm-hmm. The momentum really started to kick in. I'd say last June, and we really started to crank some good case volumes out. Florida kicked into high gear. Illinois has kicked into high gear. Arizona started to kick into high gear. We've got new ambassadors in place in Nevada and California and Texas. All are, are expected big results. Indianapolis has been big. Nashville starting to be big. We're actually in 18 states now. Okay. Um, are we killing it yet? No. It's a very crowded space. Very crowded space. And it's crowded because it's not bourbon. I don't got to go age something for three years, four years, five years, right? Yeah. I gotta, I gotta find a producer in Mexico because similar to champagne, it can't be called tequila unless it comes from Jalisco. Yeah, whether it's yeah. the Highlands or Lowlands area of Jalisco, you got to find a producer that's got capacity, and then you got to work on the flavor profile and, and find the right one to work with. And once you've done that, it's golden. That's awesome. We're, we're going to learn more about yes the tequila. Uh, and, and as we get ready to to go to a uh, to a break, still a little preparation. I, I thought, and, and I don't know anything about this, but the InsideHook.com yes uh, t- was talking about best celebrity tequilas. You know what tequila was number three on that list? I have no idea. Well, you should have guessed. Oh, already, El Bandito already. Yankee was number three on that nice. list. So we're going to find out a whole lot more about this uh, tequila with Eric Lance. Man, I tell you what, you can't have a better first segment than that one. Love it. All right, stick around. We got more on Two Shots coming your way. Exciting news for Two Shots on a Barrel. We have a brand new sponsor. Hey, this is Jim Bowe for Two Shots. Good Buddies Brewing Company, our newest sponsor. I got to tell you, they have it going on. Located in the heart of the bourbon country right here at 120 West Martin Luther King Avenue in Lebanon, Kentucky. All kinds of great craft 
pours, including many concoctions put together by master crafter Ray Osborne. He's also assisted by his beautiful bride, Beth Osborne. They are the newest and brightest in micro craft breweries in good old Kentucky. Make sure you go out to their Facebook page. You can easily find it at Good Buddies Brewing Company. And don't forget, when you're in town on the Bourbon Trail, to stop by Good Buddies Brewing Company. Again, located at 120 West Martin Luther King Avenue, Lebanon, Kentucky. Good Buddies Brewing Company. We're happy to have you as a sponsor right here on Two Shots on a Barrel. Pretty much comes a time in everybody's life where you need a good attorney. And two shots, uh, we recommend the law office of Don L. McCauley. Absolutely. If you want somebody to fight for your rights, man, I couldn't think of anybody better. Criminal law, bankruptcy, you name it, Don McCauley, that's who you need to call. It is 692-0784 right here in Lebanon, Kentucky, located at 144 West Main Street in Lebanon. We love Don McCauley, and you will, too. Oh, man. Hanging out with Eric Lance. This... You never know what to expect, do you, J-Bo, when, when you have a show? Um, I've, no, I've known Eric. We're, we're, we're friends on Facebook. As I mentioned, I, I coached Alexis. Uh, but I got to tell you, you never know when you're sitting across a table interviewing somebody what kind of guests you're going to have would you would you agree with that for the most part yeah for the most part but i mean you know yeah. eric probably yeah. because eric coaches was my co- son. coaching yeah. your son but i gotta tell you man you're you're one impressive son of a gun i mean <laughs> i'm just gonna just gonna tell you oh man we got a man crush going Uh-oh. i gotta do that listen that's okay you've had plenty of men crushes eric i want to tell you what's happening right here he wants jelly roll tickets. Oh my god. That's what's happening. I, I can smell it. I don't think I can even afford jelly roll tickets oh, anymore at this man. point. Come on. Just I mean, tell him. I'll take I'll take uh Somebody hang out with hang out with Rico for thirty <laughs> minutes. Uh, I mean whatever. No, but no, no. I, I, I mean that and there's no ulterior motive, although that's how J Bo works. Now look, he walked in here with a cooler. I could only imagine what might be in that cooler. I'm right. excited and optimistic he'll... and and hopeful. That I know what's in that damn cooler. <laughs> well, I, I messed up because I, I thought there was a cold bottle in the freezer, and I walked in, and I started to rattle around, and my wife said, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to swap out a new bottle for the really cold bottle. And she looked at me and goes, you haven't put a new cold bottle in in a couple of weeks, which I know because I wanted a margarita <laughs> last week, and I couldn't find any. I'm like, oops, oops. my bad. <laughs> That's all to- totally my fault. My bad. Uh, you'd think she would have, you know – first choice of how many tequilas she has in her freezer uh you know man she is a margarita she has she mastered our our signature margarita recipe she, she's pretty she's good it. man she's oh, pretty good man. goodness i'm gonna have to roll over there and check that out sounds good to me all right so the uh, the two fellas that are the the um the the starters the beginners of el bandito they're sports guys yes 
Uh, you, you mentioned Jim and, and his, his football days and so forth. Uh, Chris Chelios was an NHL guy. I mean, so sports is something that man is, is an important part to who their identity is. They have built that into El Bandito and really kind of gearing it towards that sports, whether it be we talked about Rico and the racing or uh, Kansas City Chiefs or whatever the case might be. I think they're hitting a home run with that strategy. Yeah, it's, uh, there was actually a Forbes article um, that you can find out on our website, elbanditoyankee.com, that, that did a whole feature on us about the fact that we were using sports as the angle. And what's interesting is is you didn't find a lot current of tequila in sports. We can all remember 80s, probably early 90s, if you'd flip on ESPN, beach volleyball, what would you see? Cuervo. Oh, Cuervo, 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 Cuervo. Yeah. We all thought that was really good tequila. Because we didn't know any better, right? But but uh, we started probably more so, certainly with Chris and the hockey at you know piece, right? But I've always been a big race fan uh, since about two thousand three, two thousand four. I got really heavy on the NASCAR and motorsports side, and we met a lot of the folks through Sirius XM. Our media director for our tequila company is, is a WGN guy. Who, who does what you guys do. He has a segment called On the Road with Dane, and he knows every sports person in America, every chef. He has a foodie side of his network, all that, and uh, he's been extremely helpful. So he got us really involved with a lot of race guys. That, that Some of these guys were like my heroes. I mean, I say my hero. I can't tell you what how much I get ragged out at home of the fact that my radio is on the NASCAR channel on Sirius XM. <laughs> but anyway, these are guys I listen to every day. And now I'm in a booth with them, and now I'm working with them side by side, and, and awesome. they're helping out. So, but the sports has definitely been a big angle, um, and we've we've dabbled in all kinds of stuff. We had a UFC guy, uh, Dustin Jacoby, who's done stuff with us. We had a, a guy I joked all the time. I'm like, where do I find that sport? Is that on the Ocho, like one of those ice race right. speed skate people? And I mean, it's awesome. I mean, he right. had an awesome van and awesome outfit and all that. But but we, uh, you know, I knew, and I may be taking a lot more credit than what we should take. But I'm going to take it because I can, and no one can refute it until right. they do. But we went super heavy after motorsports, and I think we poked a bear because within about a year and a half after doing all the activations we did around Daytona and Talladega and Phoenix Raceway and everywhere we were, magically Cabo Wabo came out and wrote a massive check to NASCAR to be the official tequila of NASCAR. Oh. Which is fine, because we didn't write that big check, and we're still doing activations all right. over the country. So uh, I like to, to think that we had a lot to do with that, that they got tired of seeing this little upstart company right. garnering too much attention. Hey. You help NASCAR, they owe you one. <laughs> That's what I see. But but you mentioned the the sports emphasis. Here's here, Jaybo, is some of the things that El Bandito Yankee has partnered with: the Hulabo, yes, uh, NHL, NBA, NFL, MLB, UFC. You were outside the stadium at the Super Bowl this year. Yes, pouring drinks. Uh, the 
West uh, Waste Management Phoenix Open, a PGA. T- I mean, you guys are hitting a lot of different, really uh, cool sporting. I mean, I love it. I yeah. love it. I mean, it's it's uh, <clears throat> tequila is the new bourbon. I mean, don't get me wrong, bourbon is still king, and bourbon is bourbon, and bourbon. You know, it's. I always tell people if you look at the curve. Bourbon has kind of come up that curve and might have just finally started to make a little little line over the top of the hill curve, right? Tequila is still right before we got to the top of the curve. Now, it's getting inundated, and you, you talked right before the break about the number three on the magazine article of the celebrity. You know, we, we get it that we're lumped into celebrity tequila. We also frown upon it sometimes because it doesn't always come with the best uh, – you know, the best description behind it, when, when tequila enthusiasts are talking, True. they sometimes shudder at the celebrity tequilas. Yeah. Because most of the time, the celebrity tequila means a celebrity decided at 3 o'clock in the morning that they wanted a tequila, and they called someone and said, make sure that by next year I have a tequila that launches with my name on it. Uh, they don't go all in. They don't, they don't flavor profile it right. they don't get involved in the design they don't get involved in picking the distillery they don't get involved in the marketing hell they, they probably not even taste it exactly so they don't they don't get involved in all that piece and so it, it gets a bad name when there's a celebrity so you know and there's a ton out there so the rock and Terramana, mark Wahlberg and fletcher azul uh the kardashians with 818 i mean i could keep going on code go i see you got there that was george straits right so there's a ton of them but you guys, but, and I understand that, and I respect that, but you guys went through the painstaking uh, things that you have to do to put out a quality premium yes. tequila. Yes, uh, we did. Absolutely. So this is a fact I want everyone to pay a whole lot of extra attention to as they, as they listen to this. There are between 2,500 and 3,000 tequila brands. There are about 150 that are clean. That's it. Clean meaning additive-free. Yeah. Because in the tequila world, as long as you put less than 1% of anything in your tequila, you can still call it 100% agave. Ah. And it's not 100% agave. Yeah. And I could sit here and read you a list of names a mile long of the ones that if you, you and I go to a bar together and we grab up just a person out of things and say, hey, pick out the really good tequila – they're going to look up there, and they're going to see that Classe Azul bottle, right? That pretty ceramic bottle. And they're going to be like, well, it's got to be that one. Yeah. Additive. Yeah. Casamigos. Yeah. Additive. <laughs> I, can, I can go down the list and tell you as we're sitting there talking which ones have additive and which ones don't. And the kicker to that, and people say, well, why does it matter if it's got a great taste and I love it? If I had a dollar for every activation we're at, and somebody comes through the line and says, man, I can't do a sample of that. I got really sick. 25 years ago mm-hmm. i said do you know why you got really sick well, yeah man it's the tequila i said no 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 no. it's not the tequila it was the additive in the tequila you probably bought a 19 dollar bottle and it's probably full of glycerin artificial sweetener caramel vanilla floral notes you had additive additive is what gives you the headache additive is what gives you the hangover additive is what makes you feel really bad and i said if you drink a clean product and i don't have to just be talking about tequila if i'm talking about vodka whatever it may be, in theory, you could partake of that quite a bit. And certainly you may get drunk because Mm -hmm. it's still alcohol content. Sure. But I can promise you your head will not be pounding the next day because it's it's clean. 
it, it's 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 so interesting you, you talk about that because last week I was I was hanging out at my favorite place, Good Buddies, mm-hmm. and there's a gentleman there that is on contract here in Marion County that works at one of the local factories that is from originally the United Kingdom, and he's like, I can't drink because we were talking about we we're we're gonna have Eric Lance with with El, El Bandito Yankee Tequila. And he's like, I can't do it. The first time I ever did it, I got so sick. He's like, I cannot do it. I will tell you this, Eric. Uh, you were nice enough to share a bottle uh, to uh, J-Bo about three years ago. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, man, that was – and I'm not just saying this because Jeremy says I got a man crush on you. <laughs> I'm saying this because it was the smoothest it was. tequila I have ever drank in my life. Now, Jeremy didn't know all the Here we you know, go. Here we he go. didn't know, oh, it's 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 one hundred percent blue that, gravy. You know, you know, uh, all this stuff. He just said this is this is Eric and he, he's and I gotta tell you, man. It was fantastic. No salt, no lime. No, no it was just it was no, it was no. zero. You know, and, and in the past, I'm a novice when it comes to to uh, tequila. You know, it's you got to have the 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 salt and all that crap, right? Absolutely. And it was just pure. Let's oh. drink this, and it was like everybody at the table was like, "Oh my gosh!" By the way, it? Dan Tominsky, yes. who was there yes. that night, took it. And I think he was a big fan, if I'm not mistaken. He, he, he texted me. Yeah, yeah. I gave him he, your He texted number. me and said, hey, you don't know who this is, but this is Dan Tominsky. Jeremy gave me your number. That's the best damn tequila I've ever put in my mouth. <laughs> he had two or three shots with us. Oh, it was, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. So, yeah, you, you, you sold me that night uh, for sure on El Bandito tequila. Yeah, so it uh, – Again, you know, the the 100% Blue Weber agave. What gives it that smoothness is, is, is well, first off, let me let me back up. Let me give you guys a little bit of story. So the, the distillery that we use is called El Viajito. It's right outside of a Totonilco up in the highlands of, of Jalisco. And what's so cool and what, quite frankly, we don't do a good enough job of marketing is how cool that distillery really is. So they are third generation, and the... The second generation actually sold the original distillery to Don Julio. Okay. But what's really neat is Juan Eduardo, who is the current primary owner of of the distillery, El Viejito, his father, Antonio, was the second generation owner. And I could sit there and listen to Antonio all night with stories. So he was one of the OGs. Really? He was one of the first three or four that imported into the United States. And he had an American wife that he drugged back down to Mexico with him, but they would frequent and spend a lot of time selling their product. And he, one night at dinner, we were at his house, which, by the way, is a big honor in Mexico to get invited actually over to the house to have those conversations. And I told him at the end of the night, I said, can I just stay here and just, like, can you just keep talking? Like, I just want to keep hearing your stories. But he was like, all the mafia stories from the 60s and 70s in Vegas. Oh. He talked about he always got they always gave him the finest hotel rooms and they gave him the finest show tickets and they loved him and his wife and and he's like Eric you don't understand every week you know you Americans make this big deal about 
the owners of Patron and Don Julio. He goes, these were my buddies. We played cards and smoked cigars every week. You know, we were the original four or five that sort of started this trend. So to be connected to that heritage is really cool. Um, The other cool thing is we have one of only two female master distillers in the industry. Wow, that's cool. Um, And third, they only produce clean tequila. So I asked Juan Eduardo last time I'm down, what if uh, someone came to you and wanted to produce a brand and they wanted to add stuff? He just looked at me and said, I don't know what you mean, Eric. I said, well, what if somebody wanted, he goes, what? I wouldn't do it. I don't know. He goes, that's not tequila. He goes, I have heard people complain that my tequila tastes too much like tequila. And he just looked at me and goes, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. How does tequila taste too much like tequila? It's supposed to taste like tequila. But we, they still cook in brick ovens, and I've got some pictures that I think I've probably shared once upon a time, but they load the brick ovens up, called hornos. They load those up all the way to the ceiling, and they've got pipes that steam, steam comes in through the pipes. They'll cook that for 40 hours under full pressure steam. When it's done, and it's basically, you know, really soft, it gets unloaded onto a conveyor, and the conveyor goes up onto the line, and it eventually gets mashed. It, it'll, first, it'll pull out all the pulp and all that stuff, and then it mashes the juice, which is the agave, coming out of the plant, which is massive. I mean, the agave plant's like, I don't even know how to sell for radio. This isn't going to be good, but, you know, it's a big plant. Um, it mashes it, gets it all out. They still distill in copper pots. And then to get that smoothness, we oxygenate at the end of the process. Oh. That's what gives it that little extra kick. Um, 60 to 70% of the consumption of tequila is females because of how high the percentages of margaritas and and palomas and other drinks, you know, tequila sunrises, whatever it may be. And studies show if you have too harsh of a tequila, the female population will drink it, but they're probably not going to come back to drink more. Right. So it's just catering to what the marketplace is. But we certainly had a goal to make sure that we had a very smooth product. So you have been to where it's made i have several times I, I need to be back down there in a few weeks but uh i have we we work on uh it's very small actually i think compared to what we in kentucky go to a, a bourbon facility and take a tour i actually think you would almost be kind of disappointed i think it's very cool because it's so pretty out there and to me the highlight of the <laughs> trip is not necessarily at the distillery, it's the drive between Guadalajara and getting to the facility. Mm-hmm. I, I got to tell you guys this one story. We were driving out there last time, and there's this beautiful memorial that's on the side of the road. Crosses and skulls and all the things you traditionally think of, you know, Dia de los Huertos kind of thing. And I said, oh, how pretty. And everyone in the car just sort of stopped and looked at me, and I said, okay, not pretty? And they're like, that was built by the drug lords. That's where they come pray for their enemies to die. Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, that's not okay, so well, maybe it's not so pretty, but could you back up and let me get a picture real quick? <laughs> oh, but, my goodness, gosh, man. But seeing the uh, what real Mexico looks like, right? That's It's an hour, hour, and 30-minute drive out there, depending on traffic. But to see all the little pop-up food shops and the pop-up shops and the mom-and-pops and the kids out there working and the agave fields and the, the blue off in the distance of the agave up in the mountain, that's the cool part. I mean, yeah, the distillery is awesome, but I've seen the distillery a gazillion times. Right. But it's what I see between the two that's really neat. That's fantastic, man. So one thing you didn't touch on is the aging process. We, yes. We touched it for a second. So compared to bourbon, Ford, 
years on up, hopefully sixth or more in bourbon. What is it for tequila? Yeah, so there are several expressions of tequila. Blanco or silver, as some people call it, that is right off the still. So that's not aged at all. That, okay. is, that is after it finishes distilling, goes to the oxygenation process, goes to bottling, and gets bottled off. Done. The Reposado needs to be, I believe, at least two months aged. Okay. And it will be aged typically in American oak bourbon barrels. Sweet. Ours is aged three months. Quite frankly, most of our batches are somewhere between three and five based on when we actually have them pull it out of our aging barrels. And that's what gives it the color. So that's why you see a little bit more golden color because it's been sitting in those bourbon barrels. Now, every distillery treats those different based on how dark they want it to be. We rechar the barrel because if we don't, it's almost too light and we need it to be a little bit darker. So they'll rechar it. We are about to release probably in a month our Añejo. Añejo has to be aged at least a year. Okay. Now, I am not an aged tequila guy, but I can tell you guys, especially the bourbon drinkers, this stuff is really good. Like, really, really good. And we didn't oxygenate it. They oxygenated it, and we're like, mm, too smooth. Take that back out. And it, it was, it's fantastic. Really? Yeah. So, so where do they store these barrels? So the barrels are all down at, at the distillery. Okay. So it, what's neat is at our distillery, they make several brands. They make El Bandito Yankee. They make their own, which they have a, a, a bunch of varieties of El Viajito tequila. And they make Santo, which is owned by Guy Fieri and Sammy Hagar. Oh, okay. So Sammy had been there multiple times. Guy was just there in January, and he actually filmed. I'm assuming we will see it on the Food Network, Network. at some point in the next few months. He brought a filming crew there for about three days. But what's neat is, is all of our barrels have our logos at the end, and then back in the corner is the private barrel of Guy Fieri and the private barrel of gotcha. Sammy Hagar. So I, of course, walked back there to make sure I got a selfie with well, those private yeah. barrels. Sure. But, but uh, it's all aged there in barrels, and it looks just like a rickhouse, but but not in a rickhouse. It's, it's just traditional racking in their warehouse on site at the distillery. Fantastic. Fantastic. So before all this, were, were you a tequila connoisseur type of guy not a bit i if you put a gun to my head i couldn't tell you in fact i remember trying to buy a bottle for some relatives of my wife one time for a christmas gift and i'm in the store and i'm like i have no clue why some of this is silver and some of this is gold like i have absolutely zero clue so i was more of a vodka guy my Mm -hmm. wife is is the bourbon person of the family by far Mm -hmm. way outranks me i but uh and again now i'm a tequila guy but it has to be uh, – I know enough now after a few years of when I'm drinking good tequila or bad tequila. Yeah. So it's hard for me to drink a lot of other people's tequilas because I'm so used to the smoothness of ours. So I've been trying different tequilas, and uh, I noticed there's some really high-dollar tequila out there, really high-dollar, you know, top-shelf tequila. One thing I like about El Bandito is – you go through probably a, a tougher process of, of making yours. Yours is an ultra, you know, top shelf tequila, but you all don't mess around and put a thousand dollar on a bottle. You you keep it around fifty dollars. Yeah, and that's that's right around our bourbon price mm-hmm. where we buy bourbon. So I mean that that's a great price for such a wonderful tequila. Our our you know our goal when we made it was to be you know an ultra premium, but not an ultra premium price. So most of the places around the country. You're going to find our Blanco runs probably 40 to $42 a bottle. 
Reposado is about five bucks more. The Añejo, I think when it comes out, most places are going to retail around, you know, call it $65.95, something like that. But, again, based on the awards that the Añejo has already won, I'm sort of starting to question whether I <laughs> didn't should have marked that up a little higher. Yeah, but, yeah. anyway, um, yeah, very affordable. I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a great price. Uh, and, again, it's clean. So, for those people that want to really check your tequila, there is a website called Tequila Matchmaker. That's kind of been the, the one that everybody goes to in the industry to go check what's been deemed additive-free because the testing takes place, and then you get a certification that you are additive-free. So you can go in there and type in the brand, and it will give you a whole report um, on not only the, the awards and the taste and the reviews, but whether it's additive-free or not. You better get on there, Jim. I need to check that out, you though. Do? You need to check that out. Uh, now, can I tell a story about Jim and tequila? You got a you please. got a second? Well, look, see, we uh, see this is not this is this is fake news. This is not even true. He's been worried that I was going to talk. No, about I'm, this I'm not worried about it because you 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 are your recollection of the story is completely false. <laughs> well, my let's hear my side of the story first. All right, we're at a a uh, yeah, this distillery, and we're just kind of hanging out, doing a little MC work, and uh, we decide we're going to. Drink the rest of that tequila. Finished it up. You know, we both get a little nervous before we hit the stage. So we and there were several hundred, maybe a thousand people there that night. And uh, so we finished the bottle. Well, I didn't know that Jim would just so tequila funny. is a, a, a mind eraser for Jim Reed. This is hilarious. So uh, we get up there and he announces, uh, welcome to this distillery, which was at another distillery down the road that and uh so yeah so he he totally forgot where he was and but he loved that tequila though are you are you i'm not going to get deep into the conversation there were so many false things that you said number one that we finished the bottle which is completely false okay number two when we drank the bottle or had a couple of drinks of the tequila that night Mm mm-hmm that was a night that we hung out with Dan Tominski. True. And that was not the night <laughs> that I forgot where I was. It was the next day. He forgot where he Your was. Your story was completely Damn. false, which means it, you, from drinking the tequila, had memory loss. I guess I, it could have happened, but yeah, but... I didn't call the distillery by the wrong name. So. I, I am guilty of that, but it had nothing to do with drinking El Bandito oh, Yankee. Look... If you did forget everything, at least that tequila was damn good that night. It was. It, I do remember that Some for high, sure. High profile people. Oh, good lord! Had that tequila. All of them loved it. Everybody loved it, especially one of the biggest names in bluegrass music. Fell in love with it. A- absolutely, yeah. I mean, when you get a text from Dan Tominski saying that's the best damn tequila I've ever had. I'm glad he texted you because I gave him your number. No, it was awesome. That's uh, yeah, that's yeah. cool, man. I mean, I look, I I have to, I have to to you know stare at myself or shake myself some mornings when I get up about some of the names that have ended up in the in the contact list now. I mean, there's aren't people that I'm like calling up and saying, "Hey, buddy, right. whatever." But I've had to conduct some type of business with at some time or another. That's um, so cool, and it's uh, you know it's it's just been a privilege, really. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty pretty cool, but definitely a privilege. I'm sure when Eric Lance gets texts from me and you, Jaybo, he's like pinching <laughs> he's himself. Like, Crap! Why couldn't it have been Dan Mansky? Jaybo, <laughs> yeah. oh he my want? goodness, uh, you're probably t- calling him about playing time for 
for Sabo. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I, I will tell a story, and I and I and I don't share this one. We'll, we'll do yeah, that. Yeah, the break. hang that Perfect. story because when we come back, I, I'm di- is that that gone tequila chilled yet? Because I want to partake <laughs> in that, and then I also want to talk you talk to you about different ways folks drink tequila. You mentioned the ladies and how they like it with the margaritas and that's and kind of thing. So do you, man? <laughs> I mean, listen, so do I. I'm okay with that. I'm You're trying straight, to make fun of me tonight. Straight tequila, bring it on! All right, we're going to be back with Eric Lance. In just a moment, stick around. We got more two shots coming your way. Are you looking for a clean, fun podcast that you can relate to? Well, we've got it for you. Cross the line. The fifteen twenty four originates out of Indiana. Former high school rivals. Now our buddies sitting around a speakeasy bar, talking about common day events, common things. We keep it light. They keep it easy. It's a good time. Check out Cross the Line 1524. You can find it on all the podcast apps and players. You can also check them out at CrossTheLine1524.com or check them out on Facebook, Cross the Line 1524. Lisa Kearns doesn't want to just sell you a house. She wants to find you a home. If you've been thinking about making a move, she'd love to help. She knows you've got many choices when choosing a real estate agent, but not all agents are the same. Her clients are the heart of her business, and she takes pride in providing exceptional service, knowledge, and transparency while helping you navigate the real estate market. With her by your side, every step of the way, she can assist you in real estate needs that make buying and selling a smooth, enjoyable process. Call Lisa Kearns, Realtor, with Exit Realty Homestead, 270-402-4036. For all your full-service auto repair needs, it's Big O Tires, two locations, Barnstown and Lebanon, j That's right. Billy Taft will take good care of you, uh... Man, if you need new tires, new windshield wipers, whatever, Billy Taft has everything you need for your vehicle. Two locations. Uh, if you're in town on the Bourbon Trail and tires messed up, whatever the case might be, you can stop in at uh, Barnstown location or Lebanon. Uh, give them a try. Billy Taft's the best in uh, the business. That's right. We love those guys. That's big old tires of Barstown and Lebanon. Getting ready to commence. It's going to the next level. El Bandido. <laughs> Yankee Tequila. Bringing out the Blanco. The Blanco. Eric Lands, you're my new best friend, buddy. <laughs> this is good. It smells so good. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers, Cheers man. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, my goodness. Let's go. Mm. Smooth. Oh, my gosh. That's like... Drinking spring water. That's really, really good. Oh, it's That's delicious. That's my favorite. And, and we That's just, what I stick to. We just all did it without salt and lime. No yeah. salt and no, lime. No chaser, no salt, no, no lime. So, I brought out this little cheat sheet. Before you go any farther, I did notice that we 
finished ours. Oh, what, are you, what are you talking about? Did you, you killed it? Which brings up <laughs> which brings up to the question that I'm going to ask in a minute how how it's drained because okay yeah, so so traditionally I mean obviously we can do a shot people do shots we sell shots at every every activation we're at people are sampling basically shot size the ultra premium tequilas you know these are really good just on ice. I mean, I, when I go to a bar now, and, and ours is there, that's how I order. I just say I want a Blanco on ice or one big ice cube in it or whatever it may be, and just sip on it. The When you're at restaurants and bars, traditionally Blanco is what's always in mixers. Obviously, it's the cheapest tequila of any expression of the group because okay. it's, it's not aged, so it's got less cost. Okay. But, you know, it's fantastic in, in margaritas, palomas, you know, I talked about uh, Tequila Sunrise. Um, if you go to our website again at elbanditoyankee.com, we have an entire recipe section that gets, you know, new ones added every month or every few weeks. And we try a lot of them at home just to play around. Um, Rico, who you mentioned, Rico Abreu, Rico tries a bunch of them. One of his, he's, he is like a master at social media. And he's, he gets his dog, Gus, because who can resist a cute dog in a right. video, right? Yes. So he gets his dog involved in a lot of stuff. And even Gus will have, like, a little bandito bandana on and carry, like, a lime over in his mouth to make a drink. And But he makes a lot of concoctions that look really good that uh, we're dying for summer to get here to try out. We need, um, to, we need to get Rico to share this podcast. Because <laughs> he's got, like, a quadrillion million... Uh, followers out, and you're right, he, man. Uh, he's a killer out on 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 social media, dude. It blew my mind. We were working with him on on merch, some co-branded merch, and and I, his manager. They are they are wonderful people. They are truly wonderful people. Him and his management team, and we were together. And through the rainstorm, after Marty and I were both soaked and looking for a car to go sit in, and I mean, talking business. I mean, Rico sells a million dollars a year of merchandise. Wow, jeez. So, I mean, it's it's wild. I mean, we do Rico. We've got a, a pro-stock motorcycle racer, Flying Ryan Ayler, who we sponsor. Um, we'll be back on Jeremy Clement's Xfinity car and NASCAR as an associate sponsor for a couple of races this year. Um, we're doing the, the Cars Tour West thing. So got you a DJ on board. We got a DJ, yep. It was breaking news as of about a week ago. We signed DJ Silver, which is Jason Aldean's DJ, and, and he also tours himself. He's got his own residencies in Vegas and Miami, and if you go to his website, he's got an entire tour coming up wow. um, all over. So drinking, you you mentioned the black of ice. If you go to the bar, you, you'll, you'll order it that way. Obviously, we talked about a million different concoctions, whether yes. it's a margarita, tequila, sunrise, um, those types of things. Uh, is how does Jim? I want to drink it like Jim Bob. How does he drink it? Jim Jim is a reposado guy, and he's on ice. Is he? So he's either on ice or like we just did it with a really nice cold bottle. Mm-hmm. He'll just drink it neat. But that's does his, it, that's th- his preferred method. Does. Bourbon, uh, when when you look at bourbon, Jabo, you can drink it obviously room temperature. You can drink it on ice. You can as a mixer. Is there ever a time when somebody might just drink tequila at room temperature? Sure, uh, I, you know, similar to other drinks when you're down in foreign countries, especially Mexico. 
you know, they, they like their sodas even at room temperature. So I see most of the time, and, and, and the folks down there that are in the industry tend to consume a lot of it even during the course of the day. I don't think I'm telling a secret. I think that's probably goes on everywhere. You know, I, I joke about their quality testing all day long. But uh, <laughs> that's always at room temperature. Okay. Um, we drink it that way. I think it's preference. As again, I think the best thing to do with a, with a really good bottle of tequila is to take it home and throw it in your freezer. And just let that baby sit there, and when you're ready for it, pull it out. Um, we were joking at the break about margaritas, and and why sometimes even a uh, a mix you may buy at a grocery store may not make you feel good. We had a guy, uh, Julio Bermejo, who is is like a renowned tequila expert in the U.S. and judge. He came out our first year in operation and, and taught us there's a there's a famous restaurant called Tommy Tequila's from San Francisco and he came out and taught us. He says the perfect margarita is, is only three ingredients. He goes, all these bars complicated margaritas. They get into triple sec and juices and all this. He goes, you need tequila, you need fresh lime juice, and I mean fresh lime juice. I don't mean from concentrate mm-hmm. and you need agave nectar. He goes, if you got those three things, you're gonna make the perfect margarita every single time. And, Sweet. And, and that's what we keep at home. So I keep uh, Finest Call Lime Juice, which is fresh lime juice you can order from, you know, uh, more a food service grade lime mm-hmm. juice. Mm-hmm. We keep agave nectar in the house, and we keep tequila. Where's, a, fe- uh, where's a fella find agave you, nectar? Walmart, Kroger. Really? Absolutely. Yep. Go to the uh, go to the aisle with the, the juices, mm-hmm. and it'll be on the top shelf next to, like, lime and, and lemon and all that. Actually, okay. that's a lot. You go to the go where the sugars are. Okay. And okay. It's, it'll be at the top shelf above all the sugars, and all you will right. find agave nectar. It's just a cleaner source of, of sweetener. I like it. I was uh, reading about the blue agave plant. A lot of a lot of people don't understand this. I did not know this, but there are incredible health benefits to a, to blue agave. It's incredible. Number one, there there's zero carbohydrates. Uh, but let me let me just briefly talk about one hundred percent blue agave tequila has surprising health benefits. Uh, thanks to the I guess the agave or ever how you say that the sugars found in the actual fruit. Correct. Uh, that's incredible. I would never have guessed that in a million years. They call that fruit the piña. Which is, uh, you, you see that beautiful cactusy looking array coming yes. out of the ground. Yes. But the hemidor, so again, years ago, you know, I passed by a Mexican place, El Hemidor. Oh, it's El Hemidor. I had no clue what a hemidor is. A hemidor right. is the guy that goes out and digs the plant up. Really? So that's what they're called, really? hemidors. They okay. have a special tool, and it is not machine. It's not Kentucky and harvesting corn and wheat. It's a hand process. Guys go out on a truck and have a special rounded edged extremely sharp tool and they jab down and they pop the pina up out of the ground and again it's it's massive it's massive sized wow and and it is and then they come back after they load the trucks they'll unload it and they'll chop it so you'll see guys out there with the axes or that tool chopping into much smaller pieces that can then be loaded into the ovens to be cooked but you're absolutely right so we joke all the time you know <laughs> by nature all agave is is you know gluten-free and vegan like we always joke about how companies will brand on shelf or put a necker on a bottle that talks about how they're gluten-free well they're all gluten-free 
agave is gluten free, so that's just that's just naturally what right. it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is. We joke about it's the keto. It's the keto liquor. Yeah, right. It's the healthy liquor. Yeah. Even after done and distilled, it's it's the lowest carbohydrate liquor you can put in your body. And as long as it's added to free, it's probably the cleanest liquor you wow. can put in your body. So that just means you should probably drink a lot more. Yes, I agree. We should. All right. So let, let let's talk Kentucky. You guys, uh, I, I looked out uh, where you're located now. You you know you, you mentioned what uh, 18 yes. states that you guys are 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 physically have a presence. I believe the nearest to us currently maybe like Illinois or Georgia. Uh, you mentioned Tennessee. Uh, yep, uh, Tennessee. Nash- okay, Nashville so, and Indianapolis both have okay. it now. Yep. So 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 Tennessee. When when might we be able to experience this? Uh, when we go to our favorite uh, liquor store or restaurant and be able to experience uh, this in Kentucky? I think twenty twenty four is going to be the year. Uh, cool. You know, we look at the rankings probably every six months. With bourbon being so heavy in our state, you know, this is not a top tequila drinking state. Sure, but it's my home state, and it's yeah. important to me for it to be here and be available. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have it slated in on the. We, we just finished a couple of weeks ago. I was on calls working on kind of the master strategic budget case volume by state, and I, you know, snuck Kentucky line in on that spreadsheet one more time this year. There you go. So I think it'll be 2024. That with the Indianapolis and the <clears throat> Nashville distributors that we now have on board and the ambassador teams, they all have capability to come into Kentucky. So I think it's just a matter of. I, I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's if, it's just a matter of when. So we want to be the uh, official first ambassadors of Love Kentucky. It. Love so it. So you get you in? Heck yeah. All right. We're, we're going to be the first ones. You just let us know when that truck rolls in. Absolutely. In the meantime, my shameless plug, you can order it online. Okay. Yep. Off of ElBanditoYankee.com, and it can be shipped direct to your house. Okay. I didn't know uh, that. We use Barcard on our website, and, and Barcard will ship it direct to your house. Oh, wow. I did um, see that. I, that, that. Two options. If it's not within, you know, your uh, particular geographic area, you can shop online and and be able to uh, to get that, which is which is so cool. Uh, you hooked us up with some fantastic uh, bling bling today, man. Cool hats. Thanks so much for that, and and the shirts, which I am going to wear proudly. Heck yeah, man. It's good stuff. And it's good uh, to have you here in a small town because as long as I've known you, you've always given back. You've always given back. Like, you come in here with stuff for us. You've always taken care of your uh, your kid's school, St. Augustine School. You've always, Jeremy, what can I do to help with this fundraiser? He uh, volunteers basketball in town. If he didn't volunteer this year, we wouldn't have had a basketball team. So we, I'm not the I only. Mean, he's always there. So so we're lucky to have you here in Lebanon. You're not from here, but you, you made your name known here. Let, let me appreciate you. you let me what? just say this, Eric. I'm not the only one that has a man crush tonight. Uh, I've <laughs> we, had it. He's my man from way back. You know, I, f- I feel a lot like Jim uh, with all the coaching both of you guys have done, but it, it dawned on me, and I, and I made kind of a sentimental post, which is not my typical Facebook post. But it dawned on me after Noah's eighth grade tournament night, I said, 
that's the last time I'm ever going to get to coach my kid. Yeah. Yep. Like I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like they're now high school and they're, nobody's hunting for people off the bench. Sure. Parents off the bench to come in and coach their kid. They've got that taken care of in high school. So it was kind of a, you know, a, like a cool moment, but a sad moment. Sad. You know? Oh, so. Oh. But now I, you uh, get to sit back and yell with your wife on the I, stands, man. And get, you know, she's pretty fierce, man. She's pretty fierce. So <laughs> I, I'm, it's trouble for me to keep up. I, I have to go disappear with, right. the, with the iPad to, to videotape, you know, off in the corner somewhere. I think she said you're not allowed to sit next to her or something That's like that. probably so. very wise of her. Um, but uh, no, man, it's... Uh, you, you've done great things since you've been here in Lebanon. We appreciate everything you've done. No, I appreciate it. I, you know, our brand, it was very important for us um, with the brand. We use a group called Sacred, which is actually a U.S.-based group, but and I couldn't tell you without looking it up what Sacred stands for, but it has to do with giving back to the Mexican community in Agave. What a lot of people don't know is, is you know, tequila has been on such the rise that it has, has I don't want to say pilfered the Agave, but it's been a lot harder for the agave crop to to really get to the point it needs to be. Uh, some of your larger scale distilleries, as much as Mexico tries to pay attention to what's going on from a registration of agave purpose, there's a lot of companies that are pulling agave at three and four years to say that they pulled agave to make tequila. Then they're shipping an artificial sweetener on top because a mature agave is six to eight years. I mean, it takes a long time to get that agave where they want it. So it's really uh, caused really this kind of weird thing to happen in, in Mexico. Um, kids, 12-year-old, 13-year-old, realize that they can go to the field with their father and make twice as much money as their father could make five years ago mm. because of the explosion of the brand and how, mm-hmm. how uh, you know, high priority it is now in culture. And uh, we're trying to help. So we, everything we do through our merchandise, through our swag, through a guy named Lou Bank with Sacred out of Chicago, the brand does a lot of giving back. I mean, we don't, we don't publicize other than I think there's a line on the website that just says, you know, banditos give back mm-hmm. a percentage of our proceeds. But we've done things with internet cafes down there and, and coffee stores and other things that we like to do. But it's really important in the Mexican culture because without them and what goes on in Mexico, there is no tequila. Right. And uh, the industry, I think we're going to see over the next couple of years, this whole trend toward clean mm-hmm. and, and it being mm-hmm. a bigger issue about pointing out who's doing it the right way and who's doing mm-hmm. it the wrong way and the additive free piece. We certainly hope so. Um, that bodes well for us. But really, that's a win for the industry when everybody starts to get on a level playing sure. field. Yeah. yeah, man. So is it, correct me if I'm wrong, is, is is it something with with the blue agave that is unique to Jalisco uh, specifically in Mexico? It is. My understanding is, is, is similar to other parts of other countries. It's where it grows the best based on the water and the sun and where it gets planted on the mountainside. You, you see so much of it just looking up in the mountains. You can see that blue tint. As you're driving. It's got to be gorgeous. Oh, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. So it has to do with the soil and the water. Similar to our limestone for bourbon of sure, limestone water sure. makes our bourbon yeah. better than everybody else's yeah. bourbon. Right. right? It's very similar to that. You can make, you could take a U.S. agave and make something you want to try to call tequila. You're just not allowed to call it tequila. So I'm sure a lot of you have heard, have seen mezcal on mm-hmm. the shelves, right? Well, yeah. the mezcal really came about because there were a lot of folks 
outside of Jalisco that wanted to make a version that they knew they couldn't call tequila. So you traditionally have a smokier tequila version using either a foreign or a U.S.-based agave plant, but treating it a little differently and making mezcal. Okay. Um, so it, it, it truly is then unique to that area. It is absolutely unique. And there's a, there's a million tours if you ever want to go. I mean, look, that, that part of Mexico, I don't probably think enough about safety because I've traveled so much internationally throughout my career that I don't think twice about what I go do. you got to be a little careful, but, but you always go and get the right people on the tour. Mm-hmm. Are the distillery guys, and, and they'll open your world up, man. You'll actually get to go to – there is a town called Tequila that is in Jalisco. Oh, wow. It does have distilleries how, there. How big of a town is Jalisco? Big. So it's a state. So similar okay. to what we call our state, Jalisco is one of the – and I couldn't tell you how many states are in Mexico. I should know that by now. But it is one of the major states of, of there. So Guadalajara is there and the Totonoco and Tequila, and I could go on and on and on about all the different cities in that state. But uh, – it's uh, the tours that people go and take are just they're they look really neat. I mean, yeah. you just got to get hooked up with the right group to go do that. Jim, my tour guide, his name's Eric Lands. <laughs> That's who I'm going with. Look, I'd love to take people down there. I, I tell awesome. you, if I could just have if I could just get Antonio uh, Juan Eduardo's father to come visit us, and 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 I mean, I'm telling you, guys, I always growing up, my parents. I was a little odd kid in the fact that if you were looking for me in Elizabethtown, Kentucky as a kid, I was next door sitting on the porch with my 90-year-old neighbors. Right. Because I like to listen to their stories. So you're an old so. I w- so I would be over there. So when he came and started talking stories, I just it was just so cool. That's, so, that's awesome. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's why, I hang, out, that's why I hang out with Jim. Because I'm an old so? Because <laughs> he's old. Yeah. Old. He tells some really good stories. You man. know, really I, good story. I, I, I relate to that, Jim. I saw a meme on Facebook the other day. Somebody posted it. It says, I don't know why my friend calls me every weekend and asks me what I did this weekend like I'm some mountain climber. <laughs> I'm, I'm in my 50s. I'm sitting on my couch eating nachos. It's the same thing I was doing last weekend. <laughs> it's funny. You know, it, 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 it is. You, you hit it. Because uh, we've got a we've got a foreign exchange uh, kid, which I love, Elsa from from Sweden, and she'll be like, "How how was work today?" And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and I want to be able to tell her like this is some big extravagant story about how work was today. It was just like it was good, but I mean, what do you say, Jabo? Yeah, you could tell her. Uh, Jabo called me about fifteen times. Uh, there are days that you, uh, I, I want to block your number. <laughs> to be honest with you, hey, had to check on you. Yeah, <laughs> check on me before you uh, put my fall to ice ice did baby. Did you see that? Did you see that? I did did you see the fall? I did see that. That was. I did epic. see that. I mean, yeah. If it makes you feel any better, I actually did that, uh, not to the extent that you did it by any stretch, but oh, I did God. Uh, this weekend. You know, we had that really big drop, and we got this one little spot on our back porch that has a little dip. Yes. So the water accumulates, and it froze over, and it, and it looks like black ice. I didn't see it. Yeah. And I needed sure. to take the dog out. <laughs> I, took, I did one step, and there I went, and my oh. wife saw sort of me 
from the peripheral vision sitting in the living room and my scream or more of my, oh. And she came running out. What'd you do? I'm like, I hit that because I didn't yeah. know that was there. So, oh, geez, Louise. But your story, you didn't put on your wife's jacket and your wife's shoes before you walked out like Jim did. No, I'm an idiot usually at home. Even in cold, I was probably in a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. That's way so I I'm more like what I see you yes. and your videos doing in yes. the middle of winter. Yes, my, my uh, shorts and... Uh, Year-round shorts and flip-flops. Oh, man. Love it, man. You're going to be laughing when I win $100,000 on America's Funniest Videos. No, I get a, I'm the one that told you to put it in. I get a cut of that, <laughs> big dog. Yeah, okay. All right. Oh, Eric man. Lance, man. Uh, brother, this this is so cool. It's exciting to be a to be a part of this. I can't imagine. And and it, it, you mentioned, though, you know, the glorious side of seeing, you know, Eric is in wherever – it, you sacrifice too, though. I mean, because you know, listen. Whether it be uh, uh, coaching or just being at home and and doing uh, helping with homework or whatever the case might be, I mean, it's it is. You miss out on some stuff. So no, I mean, I look. I I have done this most of the career since I've known my wife and and with the kids and and we have figured out the good balance. I mean, yeah, there are nights. When I'll be out, and I mean, I can. It wasn't that long ago in Chicago, and and one of the kids is calling, and it's something with math, and I just excuse myself from the dinner table at whatever business meeting, and I sure. go out to the hallway, and we talk, you know, formulas and math for twenty yeah. minutes. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, again, my wife absolutely gets the brunt of that at home. Um, it's, I'm blessed to get to do what I do. I'm blessed to create my own schedule. I do, for the record, if my wife listens to this, I'm really not on vacation all the time. I promise. <laughs> I do. I do actually work um, when I do some of these things. And, and you know, there's a lot of benefits that come, and, and we live very blessed. And, and, you know, we joke all the time. My kids, I'm not sure that they completely understand some of the things they've gotten to do. You know, oh, right. and, and, and it's not – and I'm not blaming them, and I don't want accolade, and I don't want – I just – I hope that one day when I'm gone or I'm, they've put me in the home, Shady Pines, <laughs> that, that they, before they do that, that they think back about, hey, man, that was, that was kind of cool that we Absolutely. got to do some of those things, you know. Yeah. We, uh, we were at the, at the backstage in, in the Jelly Roll area, and, you know, I, Jelly Roll's a great guy. I, I know his management team way, way better than I know him now. But one of the coolest parts, and Misty could tell you about this, but L. King – who, who came under fire recently. Yes. I understand all that. But yes. pre that, she was backstage. She had just come off stage. and I bet she and Misty talked for 30 minutes. Wow. And Elle was like, you just need to be my new best friend. I just <laughs> love you, and you're, at, and you're from here in Kentucky. I mean, it was literally like just sitting down and talking to your best friend next yeah. door. So, yeah. I mean, some of these folks are very cool. I mean, yeah. we, get a, we, get a, we get this Hollywood persona of everybody that we see. Yes. And, uh, I mean, Jelly Roll's manager is John Minnelli. John Minnelli is who created Jay-Z's billion-dollar fortune. He managed Rock Nation. Oh, wow. I mean, John wears black sweatpants and a black sweatshirt and black Converse shoes, and you couldn't pick him out of a lineup if you tried. Mm -hmm. And he's a typical New Yorker, Mm -hmm. but he's a very cool dude. Mm -hmm. And he just likes to have a good time, but he's business when he needs to be business. Yeah. But, But he, Misty loves him. 
he 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 told us in the very first show, I never take a picture, and all Misty had to do was run to him and make him turn around, and he would get all giddy and be like, "Okay, I'll take a picture with you." <laughs> so it was it was so funny. But, that is uh, awesome. that is that is man. Well, Jim, now that you got a uh, a new BFF man, maybe he'll take us to a Jelly Roll concert sometime. Get could, back there. I could totally see it happening. I think so. I think yeah, so. he's not even around here any coming anytime soon. Man, he. he uh, you know, we were blessed to do that deal when we did it. He, uh, after the CMAs and, and the Grammys, and hell, he's been everywhere. I mean, he, he was at the NBA All Star thing. Mm-hmm. I think he was at the Super Bowl. I I can't keep track of him, but uh, I I have a feeling that he has probably priced himself out of our marketplace for twenty twenty four. He is doing well. And, and I, again, you know, he did a he did a tremendous job. For us, you know, when we did that contract, the, the joke was about what did we have to give, and, and John goes, well, the biggest thing you're going to have to do is pay for a liver transplant for the guitarist because at every show when they did Bottle and Mary Jane, they brought a bottle of El Bandito Yankee on stage and they poured it down the guitarist's I, throat. I've seen that. But he did that for 44 shows. And so Holy cow. We made, a, we made a joke with Jack, the guitarist, about how, you know, Sure, we'll pay for the liver transplant. <laughs> we appreciate the press. That's so, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, yeah. keep on trucking, man. I can't wait to see uh, the rest of the story. I mean, it, it sounds like you're just getting the ball rolling on all. This yeah, stuff. it's just it's really just taking off. It's uh, awesome. it's going to be a fun ride. So I appreciate you guys having me on. This has been hey, awesome. Listen, as busy as as you are, I mean, seriously, to to take the opportunity to come in here tonight and just. And, and and just hang out with us. Yeah, you just got me out of folding laundry tonight. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. That's awesome. So you like the studio? I Man, like this, this studio is awesome. Pretty cool. I, I'm it? not sure I wouldn't be here all the time whether I had something to do with the studio or not. <laughs> it, it, it's just kind of like a getaway place, it right, really, J-Bo? It really is. And Jim would call me sometimes, man, wife's mad at me. I'm just going to stay at the studio for a few hours. I mean, it's perfect. Time out, right? Fake, fake news again. Now, now that I know that that's available. <laughs> it's here. It's here. We'll give you the code. Yeah, we'll give you the code. You can walk in anytime you want to. Uh, just occasionally, you know, the only rent Refresh with another is, bottle. Yeah, yeah. yeah the only it. rent is, is you know what to do, right? I do. That's it. Absolutely. That's it. Eric Absolutely. Lance, man, great show. Great hanging out with you, brother. Appreciate you're it, you're a superstar, man. No, not a bit, man. Not a bit. Just all the people around us. Hey, so. look, now, we have some friends in Indiana we need to hook you up with as well. They're good buddies. They do a podcast, Common Man Podcast. and uh, These guys need to know. And it's it's coming to Indiana. Yes, so, it's there. So it's, Big Big Red Liquors, which is the sixth largest private chain in the country. They've got yeah. 92 stores in Indiana. They carry us. So, so you can find that's it. That's right. We got a guy there that has two liquor stores there. He needs this in his store. Oh, 100%. Media. All right, man. Great hanging out with you, brother. Appreciate Absolutely. you. Uh, appreciate you coming in. Uh, we got a lot of cool things going on with uh, Two Shots, man. We've been burning it up lately. Busy. We Busy. have been having a lot of fun just hanging out in the studio, talking to great guys like Eric Lands, and uh, we're gonna keep it. Keep on keep it. Uh, it, Cool thing we got coming up is a March Madness special with oh, Kenny Skywalker. So right, we're we're right. gonna hook back up with Kenny Skywalker. Uh, talk some basketball so that's gonna be a lot of fun april we're gonna have those indiana boys in the studio we are we're we're, cool we're we're gonna keep pumping them out all right i'm jimbo jaybo later on from two shots